this is Surya Saha, the author of The Digital Choices and you're listening to the InsurTech Story podcast, the platform to spread knowledge on insurance innovation, digital disruption and entrepreneurship. Our podcast website insurtechstory.com and we are available on Spotify, Apple and Google. Welcome to today's show and we are going to discuss on a very interesting topic how InsurTech can shape the future of employee health benefits. And for now, I'm delighted to welcome our guest, Michael Levin, who is the co-founder and CEO of Vericred, a company that connects insurtech companies and insurance carriers through a suite of APIs that transform the speed, reliability, and efficiency of delivering health insurance and employee benefits to consumers everywhere. Just to add to this, the company is based in New York and backed by Leading investors, Vericrate offers robust solutions for the employer market as well as the under 65 individual Medicaid and Medicare markets. Levin identified the problem that Vericrate was founded to solve while he served as Chief Operating Officer for Affiliates Risk Management Services, in short, ARMS, an insurance risk management and e-learning services provider for healthcare professionals. Prior to ARMS, Levin disrupted the color-printed supply business with the first company he founded, Media Sciences. After a decade of growing the company to a peak Nasdaq market cap of $80 million, the company was split in two and sold to Xerox and Katoon. Levin received his Bachelor's of Science in Mechanical Engineering from Lehigh University he and his wife, Nancy, have four sons and lives in New Jersey. That's a fantastic ending. So, Michael, welcome on board. And I'm truly excited to have you for the show. Hello, Surya. Thank you so much for having me today. And thank you for that, that very kind introduction. Welcome again. So, without any further ado, let me jump into a discussion today. And my first point um, for you, being in the insurtech business, how you think the future of technology will shape the benefits industry. Well, that's a that's a, a big question. Uh, that uh, if you don't mind, I'll break into three different pieces uh, and think about that from uh, the member perspective. Uh, talk about it from an innovation perspective, and finally from an efficiency perspective. Right. Uh, so. Starting from the, the member, um, look, uh, health insurance employee benefits is kind of a painful experience uh, for, uh, for us as individuals. Um, it's still often paper-based. Uh, the language is not language that necessarily uh, folks understand. Uh, the process of selecting uh, and enrolling in benefits uh, is, uh, is pretty painful. And all of that's within the context that these are really important financial products intended to protect us uh, from uh, from a you know a, what could be terrible situations uh, through these coverages. So for there to be this disconnection in the experience around these products and the intended benefit uh, is is stunning. And uh, part of what we're doing is enabling this industry to deliver great or delightful experiences to individuals, uh, bringing transparency, uh, bringing understanding, bringing choice uh, to the market, and bringing simplicity, really, to what has always uh, otherwise been 
uh, a very complex space. So let me just pause there and you may have you know, other questions that go along from a member perspective. Sure. Um, Peter, you, you have rightly um, mentioned very two you know, uh, significant points there, that is transparency and simplicity. I think when we actually talk about benefits as uh, as a business, even the insurance brokers and others who are facilitators, there's some sort of a confusion, lack of awareness, and certainly lack of transparency that exists, right? So, yep. if you if you come in as a as 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 a technology uh, uh, um, you know supporter and try to you know, bridge this gap. I think insurtech or rather any digital transformation that's happening in the insurance uh, industry, they are they are specifically focusing on you know, particular types like motors, some um, on the cyber side, you know, uh, and uh, other like space industry, for example. But benefits is something which I personally have not seen much of disruptions that have happened there. Right. So if you would like to, you know, it'll be really great, like for our listeners, if you could a little bit of elaboration that you can bring in on the simplicity part and the transparency part, sure. especially from, you know, yeah. how it can benefit uh, the middlemen like brokers and others. Yeah, I mean, so you hit on, uh, on really a key element here, and that is this industry really uh, hasn't gone through its digital transformation. Uh, modern experiences are limited or uh, very siloed. And the, the fundamental reason why that is, is that data and connectivity in this space, in the health insurance and employee benefit space, is in itself very limited. So what does that mean? Well, you have great companies that have an idea for fixing a problem. Maybe it's helping you find a doctor or, or help your, you know, a senior uh, through, um, you know, their, their medical challenges or simply to select insurance. So companies are rising to solve these problems and they expect the underlying data that they need to solve those problems to be readily available and to be available through APIs. But it hasn't been. Uh, they've been stuck in silos and proprietary formats and with limited connectivity. So it's really inhibited innovation. And actually, that was that second bucket there, is that this lack of infrastructure uh, has so limited innovation uh, for all constituent space, whether it's the individual or the employer, or importantly, the, the, the broker themselves. So by providing connectivity and simplifying the exchange of, day, of data, you know, we are essentially enabling all those folks and others to innovate and to fix um, those, the, the problems that are just self-evident. And you know, there's a second layer to this as well. And I, I use the analogy of um, auto insurance and you're seeing more and more uh, uh, auto uh, insurers come out with uh, the ability to essentially um, insure your car, but you pay by mile uh, instead of paying kind of that straight annual or six month uh, fee. And the reason that they can do that is because now there are these devices that you plug into the port, the ODB port of your car that track your mileage and they can feed that back. And for those that don't put a lot of miles on, like my my mother, who's older, doesn't drive a lot, uh, you know, she can pay less than someone who's a road warrior putting 20,000 miles uh, on their car a year. Right. All of that, 
all of that's been made possible by digital infrastructure. So part of what we think about is with digital infrastructure and health and benefits, how might these products uh, be distributed in the future? And how might new products and new delivery means and methods uh, be deployed? And I think that's you know the next layer of innovation. The first layer being, let's solve those self-evident problems. It shouldn't be hard to find a plan or a doctor. And then let's enable new products and new distribution to arise. Right, absolutely. I mean, we we are certainly in a world that's you know connected from everywhere. I mean, although in in some ways it's scary, but it's fine. That's how it's going to be. So you know, and the time is absolutely perfect for you know benefits uh, industry to get disrupted, like other segments of the insurance business. So fantastic thoughts there, um, Michael. So and just if I yeah, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I... No, no, go ahead. Well, there's that third bucket. Uh, around efficiency. And, you know, while you and I as individuals may actually enroll in insurance through a website and may look modern, behind the scenes, there's this incredible lack of efficiency. Uh, There's double entry, triple entry. There's things that go from screens to paper back into screens. And there's uh, all this stuff that happens. And ultimately, those inefficiencies manifest themselves in higher costs to individuals, mm-hmm. manifest themselves in terms of coverage issues, billing issues, um, all sorts of stuff. And again, all these are symptoms of lack of connectivity, lack of data liquidity, getting the right data to the right places at, at the right time. So, you know, when we think about how technology is going to shape the future of the benefits industry, we think about it from the member experience. We think about efficiency, which certainly includes the member. We also think about it from an innovation perspective, just around new products, new delivery, uh, and new ways to interact with those products. Right. So, you know, moving to some specifics, um, the employee benefits industry is changing with varied amount of scope uh, with respect to offerings. Um, The WHO suggested that by 2030, depression will be the world's most widespread disease. So it's clear that there will be no, of course, one size fits all theory. So flexibility will certainly be the key. Or rather, if I say from a business term, not just flexibility, also agile. So how do you see technology supporting this to benefit both the insured or the employees and the insurer or the employer? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a really interesting question. And you almost have to go back in time and benefits and where they started uh, and uh, where they're evolving to. Uh, so, you know, the, the whole purpose of benefits from an employer perspective uh, is to attract and retrain and retain great uh, personnel. And for many, many years, and to a certain extent, it's still the case today, uh, uh, health insurance and employee benefits in the, in the workplace um, is uh, what it's, what's discussed as defined a benefit. Uh, and it's very patriarchal. And what that means is, okay, as the employer, this is what we think you need uh, in your benefits package, this kind of health insurance and dental and vision, and we're going to do that 401k and life and disability. But what's so clear, and I think uh, COVID, the last couple of years of COVID have made this even clearer, is that 
our needs as individuals differ dramatically from from one another, right? Uh, what I need is very different from, you know, a 21-year-old right out of college. And what someone needs if they have um, a mental health uh, um, uh, challenges is different from someone who has, um, you know, financial challenges. And all these needs are, are different. So where the industry is is marching towards is... Um, define contribution. Instead of saying, this is the benefits that you're going to get, here's a bucket of money, and now, and here are your, your options. And you can go deploy you know, your dollars, your benefit dollars, as you see fit. And this one creates a much more tailored experience uh, for the, the member. Uh, if um, <clears throat> someone needs uh, diabetes support, they can put money uh, into uh, diabetes support. But if that's not an issue for them, they may want to defer that money into their 401k so they can tailor their benefits to meet their needs uh, and their family's needs at a point of in time. For the employer who's seeking to retain, this is great uh, to be able to deliver that effectively customized solution for each individual uh, building their own um, uh, portfolio of coverages. Uh, this is a, a wonderful uh, opportunity and very, very attractive. And then for the carriers, uh, the insurers whom you mentioned, this opens up the opportunity to bring new coverages uh, to the market. And, you know, here in the U.S., pet insurance is kind of this growing category. It's a pretty small market compared to, to Europe, where it's pretty dominant. Um, that's, you know, a, now a, a big uh, employee benefit. And you think about identity theft and legal coverage and maybe even home warranties. All of these different um, uh, coverages can be brought into that employer environment and uh, from which an employee in choosing to how they're going to deploy their benefit dollars can select from. Uh, so it works for the individual, it works for the employer, and it works for the insurer. Right. You know, th this differentiation, I think it's uh, it's certainly going to be much, much beneficial to the listeners because there's lots of confusion that lies in the industry. And you have mentioned uh, there a kind of a tailored approach, right? So uh, uh, my assumption is what you are trying to say, it's a customer-centric approach there. So yes. is that right? Yes, that you're you're spot on. Uh, right. Working from the members' needs uh, backwards, right? Uh, whether that's transparency or or choice or selection, start with the member and work backwards. Yes, right. And do you think also data personalization and you know robust partnership models are also critical for such uh, you know developments? I do because you know when you think about bringing in all these different elements, um, you know, when I was up on my soapbox, I was talking about health and dental and pet and legal and all of that. If someone's going to make choices, you know, how do they do that? Um, do right. they just yeah. do that gutturally, right? Or what are the feeders? What are the the uh, their experiences uh, that can be fed into that process? and ultimately provide where an, a member or an individual can be provided with decision support 
okay, uh, to help them in that journey because this is complex. It's a lot of different stuff. And at that moment, while you're going through uh, this journey, you may not be thinking about it. But here's where data partnerships and other sources of data and more connectivity uh, can aid in the process. So why not have your claims data, right, flow in, right? That's one example. Um, I'm sorry, you were about to say something. No, I just said absolutely what you're saying. I mean, it's it's, it's a complete um, alignment. Yeah, um, you know, some you may f uh, forget the name of that drug, but if it's coming in from uh, from your claims data, you won't forget it. And that, you know, the cost of a single drug drug can move the needle here in terms of your total cost of healthcare, and you know, other elements as well. So this is such an opportunity for uh, for our industry. Yes, yes, and and there's a, I, I believe there's a huge gap in this benefit segment, and it's not that many of the technology startups have come up to actually bridge this part. Um, you know, to look at the digital side a bit, there's a rising focus on digital tools. Um, however, as per a study done by the um, uh, ENY, by ENY I mean, 28% uh, of middlemen like brokers and agents are less satisfied with tools offered by insurance companies. So what's your experience in this and how you see, you know, this moving ahead? Yeah, um, I mean, what they're, uh, what the insurance companies are are wrestling with is lack of engagement with the tools they're offering, right? right. And that can happen to brokers. It can also happen with, um, with on the member side. But let's step back. Um, uh, I use Apple Music. You may uh, use Spotify, okay? Um, I may shop on Amazon. You may shop somewhere else. We like to engage with uh, our, our providers and our products where we want to, right? Uh, through the tools that we want to choose. And this is one of the reasons that uh, engagement for carrier supplied tools or insurer supplied tools has been so low. People don't want to use them. They want to use the tools that they want to uh, they, they want to use. So why are brokers so uh, are are they less satisfied? Because they don't want to use uh, one tool from this health insurance carrier and another tool from that one and a third from this dental carrier, and they have to remember you know all the different ways to navigate them, let alone their login information. They want to use the tools that are right for their business, for their job, uh, for their market. And one of the reasons why that's been difficult, again, is around connectivity. Because if those tools that those brokers want to use can't get access to the data and the quotes and the enrollment and the doctors and all that, then they're forced to use all those disparate tools and to the detriment of the broker and, and to their client. So, uh, you know, how do I see that changing? With more connectivity, uh, we'll enable more of those tools uh, to be used by all different constituents, including brokers, to meet their needs and to meet their changing needs. Right, so the key takeaway from this would be uh, for our listeners, that how you know connectivity can be administered, and how the infrastructure to leverage the connectivity would certainly you know uh, demonstrate how the tools can be offered and functioned. 
Yeah. So right. uh, let me give you an analogy, if if uh, if I may. Um, yes, so uh, I can. <laughs> I'm way older than you, uh, but you know there was a time when uh, you went to a store and used a credit card, and I remember this. You give them the credit card. And the first thing they would do is look up in a like a book to see whether that number was fraudulent. And then they would swipe. They had this piece of paper and then this machine. Then they would swipe it and that charge would be uh, processed through. And it was painful and slow. And the merchant got paid slower and, you know, wasn't a great consumer experience. Well, look at where we are now where, you know, you can go with your, uh, your iPhone and pay for something and, uh, you know, instantaneously you see uh, that charge. This is what the benefits industry has, has been lacking. Uh, and this is the problem uh, that we here at, at Veracred are solving for. And when you solve that, you create efficiencies, you create better experiences for all the different constituents here. So we're talking about really a massive uh, step forward in modernization of an industry that has been pretty stagnant uh, for, for far too long. Right, true. You know, um, Again, um, looking at the global trends that's happening, like, for example, an increase in work-from-home culture, um, how, how the entire working model is changing, um, a, a great amount of focus is coming on mental well-being of employees. And also, yeah. from the policy side, companies are more inclined to create their policies global than just regional or country specific or you know localized and and on basis of these aspects uh, employee benefits are also designed or rather employers are looking to design in a way that can be beneficial all across the organization yeah. so you know according to you how what will influence the future of the benefit design industry. How do you see the, uh, this aspect going? Well, with that sounding like a, a broken record, uh, connectivity uh, is key to driving these flexible experiences. And you overlay that with um, that shift from defined benefit to defined contribution, where uh, we as individuals can go out and select the types of coverages uh, and the amounts of coverages that we want as opposed to that which is imposed upon us. So I think that's the, the first win is just have a simplified uh, um, uh, environment or ecosystem uh, that uh, is much more customizable, more bespoke for, uh, for each of us. And then, you know, I go back to that car analogy. What What's going to come, you know, as we provide this type of connectivity? What is the health insurance and employee benefits equivalent to uh, paying by, uh, by mile? And, you know, might that be uh, selecting certain coverages based on I'm going skiing and, you know, I'm at risk uh, for breaking a leg. I'm going to buy accident insurance at the point of sale when I'm buying my uh, my ski ticket, right, or my uh, when I'm going on the scuba dive. So, uh, might we see shifts uh, uh, like uh, like that? Um, uh, what other types of new distribution 
uh, may come. Uh, in the UK, you get your auto insurance, you can buy it at, at, the, uh, at a gas station, uh, petrol station. How might that uh, change here uh, and that distribution as uh, the underlying digital infrastructure evolves? So, you know, I think at a high level, just stepping back, uh, move towards uh, defined um, uh, contributions, so more choice, better transparency and better decision support tools, uh, more flexibility in designing one's own basket of coverages that meet their needs. And um, that's super exciting. And that's very, very different from where it's been and even where it is today. Yep, absolutely. I think people like you are actually leading the way. I mean, how certain aspects which have not been looked after for so long and being in the insurance industry if you look at it it's kind of a traditionally driven uh being in the risk management industry but they itself are risk averse so it's kind yes. of a exciting journey going ahead and technology i'm sure it's going to uh, you know push it ahead quite fast um just just you know we, we are we are more or less done with our four key discussion points, but I just want to uh, ask uh, one important part that is uh, as part of Vericred and just for the benefits of our listeners, uh, you, one, one of your important skills is uh, management of data, right? Uh, for health insurance, employee benefits and others. So could you please explain a bit more what Vericred does, um, what's your motivation behind this, and, uh, you know, how, how how do you see, you know, uh, the clients and insurex can get benefited? Sure. Um, so I've shared some of the symptoms of the, the, the problem. The, the problem uh, is lack of standards, lack of connectivity, uh, all these da data silos, and a lot of participants. A lot of, there's a lot of carriers and benefit providers and a lot of technology companies that are trying to create these better experiences. What's missing is the, the in-between, and that's what we are. Right. So uh, we're providing connectivity and simplifying the exchange of data. And that's remarkably difficult to do in this, in this industry. And it's one of the reasons why um, infrastructure needs to be the solution, because for any one tech company and one carrier uh, to uh, to connect is a is a huge lift and uh, both in terms of development and timeline and all that kind of stuff. So anyone trying to build an industry wide solution, um, it's it's just untenable. So. What do we do? We provide the connectivity. We uh, we create an abstraction layer of the data so that uh, our partners on both sides always get the data exactly the same way, regardless of how it's being sent by the, the other side. And we do this all through our pipes. We don't build anything that's user-facing. It's all around uh, data and connectivity. Fantastic. So... To our listeners, on behalf of Michael, uh, don't forget to check out the website of Vericred. That's vericred.com. It's uh, beautifully designed, very informative uh, for all uh, benefits users. So ensure to have a click on that. Um, so with that, Michael, thank you very much. It's a fantastic discussion. 
Um, thank you for sharing your thoughts and truly a delight to have you as a guest. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, really enjoyed chatting with you today and I uh, hope I can do so again at some point in the future. Absolutely. And lastly, to wrap this up, thank you for listening and see you at our next episode. Take care and stay safe. Goodbye for now.